Hey everyone, thanks for coming and hanging out. Today my guest is Tom, and we're going to talk about mental health in some sense. Um, so you have an objectivist philosophy, um, and you know that tends to, from a politics standpoint, mean you're you're more on the limited government side, right? Um, and I, I, you know, I struggle with my mental health, and I believe that there should be like government programs to support people with mental health and things like that. But you disagree. Um, can you tell me a bit about why? Well, um, so the thing you have to keep in mind with my politics is that they are expressly derived from my ethics, like my morality, right? So, um, and from my morality, um, I have found it that government is necessary for one thing and one thing alone, and that's acting as an agent for um, defending your rights, or for um, rather than just defending, maybe uh, enforcing, or there, there's some word that's a better description of that, you know, but... But it, it, isn't it, like, how do you choose what the rights are that the government enforces? So, um, and, and that comes from how I define what rights are. So, I think rights, um, well, I mean, let's take it back. If, if you lived on a desert island uh, by yourself, I do not think you would have... Or need any rights because uh, in order to live on that island uh, you would just be required that you you do certain things to sustain your life right mm -hmm. uh, I think rights only come into play and they're only necessary in a social context so in a social context where you're interacting with other people that is where um, rights are a necessary thing in order to act rationally with other people. Yeah. Um, so my uh, definition of, of rights is that, um, and this is something I'm still struggling to uh, very uh, concisely. concisely define, but yeah. I think that they are uh, what the individual is sanctioned to do uh, with other people, or sorry, sanctioned to do, uh, uh, within a social context. So, so you don't think rights have to do as much with their own being. They have the right to do whatever they want, but like their rights are granted and limited around social engagement, yes. so a social context. So, um, so to, uh, further kind of give a more explicit version of that, um, you are free to live and act so long as uh, you do not uh, infringe on my rights, right? Um, For you to live and act. Yes, as exactly. So uh, what that entails then is um, you could go down the route of saying, well, that means that um, rights in, in, in ensures that uh, you can own property, um, that uh, when people are interacting with you, they cannot use force or, co or coercion. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way for two individuals to morally act with one another is through um, something Ayn Rand called the trader principle, where, sorry, you, you are uh, essentially trading, trading value for value. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you, like healthcare, mental health care, these are things that you don't think the government should provide. There's, there's a private context in which this can be provided. Exactly. So um, I think that healthcare and especially mental health are extremely important to you as an individual. But I think that saying that uh, you are entitled to them, as in that you have a sort of like a right to them, and, and I understand that you might have a different definition of rights. Yeah. Uh, but um, to say that you have a right to them means that uh, you are entitled to someone else's effort uh, to create that. So um, healthcare, for instance, it, it doesn't just exist on its own. It's, it, healthcare is a concept that describes, you know, um, well, it, it, it encompasses doctors, nurses, medical equipment, drugs, um, any kind of, you know, surgery or, or health-related activity, right? Mm. And those things are all... Um, they're all things that are done or, or made or acted on by individuals. So to say that you are required those things um, as, a, as a sort of innate part of, of a human means that in a way I, I think it's, it's saying that you are entitled to the work of, of others. And I don't agree with that. That's very fair. I, like, I understand that argument, and I think that actually, I mean, we're definitely off topic from mental health, but the reason I brought it up as mental health is because, for me, that's like, you know, something I identify strongly with is, you know, someone who does struggle and needs that, and the, the point I like to get across is, like, we're still friends, right? Like, I don't feel that you hate me as a person because you don't think I should get something from the government. Only a little bit. Only a little bit, but not because of that, right? And so I guess, and I, I would assume you get it a lot, you know, from if you have friends who are, you, who are minorities and you disagree with affirmative action or, or whatever, like there seems to be this idea that if you don't believe the government should do it, you don't believe it should happen ever at all, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, no, I think, right? And I, 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 you know, mental health is something that's the most obvious for me to bring up as my own experience. But yeah, so that's kind of, I don't know how to feel about it because like my mentality is, well, like, you know, I need this to live my best life mm -hmm. and shouldn't I get it afforded to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of... And you, and you not, you disagreeing with that comes to some people as like, well, I'm telling you I need this for to live my best life and you're saying no, you you don't need it in some sense, right? In mm -hmm. that in that fine line of government provides what we need type mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, um so I think uh there are a lot of things that I think the government shouldn't be involved in that I think you need as a human being. So, um I think you need food. I think you need water. I think you need infrastructure, um, education especially, uh, in order to live, like you need all of these things in order to live a good life, right? Um, and, but I don't think any of them should, should be provided to you by the government because I do not think that that is the, um, that is the purpose of government. I do not think that government, I do think that government should exist. I'm not an anarchist. 
but, but you think they should be very limited in what they do. Yes, and limited um, to a very certain to very certain activities, and 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 explicitly so, and not allowed to sort of breach that that limit. And, and so, how do you respond to me and other people who say, like you're you're clearly you know targeting me as a person? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, I don't think, like, when I talk about these things, I'm much more interested in the ideas at stake um, rather than uh, attacking you as, as, a, as a human being. But um, the, do, you have, do you find that people have a tendency to assume they are attacked, right? They, a lot of people conflate you attacking the idea as attacking them as the person who you you see that you saw that a lot around specific issues in the past couple of years in particular that you disagree with a law and you're apparently like opposed to the person's existence overall mm -hmm. yeah um like i i am not trying to attack your existence as a human being I I, I, I I just think that government has these specific obligations which it needs to fulfill and it needs to do them well and it sometimes it can make mistakes like we're all fallible human beings right mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah I do experience uh, a lot of people pushing back uh, when I when I when I try to explain that that I have this view of government, because it it is, for them they think, um, and I find that that sometimes. Do I you think, do you think millennials in particular are entitled? And I think I think Western society has become very entitled. I think that I think that entitlement kind of comes. It, it, it's it's a growing trend that has that has grown ever since probably maybe the eighteen hundreds. I think that um, the 19th century, I don't think there was that much entitlement in the, in the mentality. I think that, uh, in fact, a lot more people might have thought at the time that they, that, or they recognized that they needed to act uh, in their own interest in order to survive even. Yeah. And it was much harder to live back then, right? Like, uh, like now we have it really easily, right? Easy, right? Compar comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, to, to get back... Um, yeah. Uh, I think that people do take it as uh, where, 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 where? Sorry. I don't we remember. Were, I cut you so, off. Yeah. Yeah. We were saying that um, uh, people basically like I, I'm just kind of stuck on yeah this idea like and I've been working through it myself because I was I definitely think more on the left wing before because you know there's all these things I think everyone should have. Because, you know, ideally everyone has them. But I'm questioning whether government is the way for that to happen. There's uh, this idea that, yeah, like, we have a problem. Oh, just let the government solve it for us. That's where I was going. So I think uh, millennials need to be a bit more creative in, in how they think about these problems. Because um, I think a lot of people, not just millennials, I think they see government as the one and only solution to these things that is or like the only moral solution to 
to these problems, yeah. right? And, and yeah. That's the thing that has frustrated me as I've, let's say, you know, read more about conservative values is that it seems that government is equated with morality, right? If this is morally true, then the government should do it for everyone. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, I struggle with that, particularly around mental health services. I'm very lucky that I can afford it. If I had a less uh, a lower paying job, I wouldn't, and I know how that would impact me. Mm -hmm. And so I struggle with that because do, does that mean, ev like I know what it would be like if I couldn't afford it, and I know people are struggling with that right now. Mm. Saying, you know, the government should pay for it all, that's the easiest solution, but that doesn't mean it's the best solution. Like there should be other ways to ensure affordable mental health care or potentially like you can also make the arguments that like workers can again I think unions have become very weak and you can always have the option of uh, like workers fighting for better coverage and like the private enterprises can have these discussions as well yeah um in regard to unions I yeah mean, I know that's a whole other yeah, unions yeah. in general but I'm just saying there are other, yeah, there are other potential solutions, exactly. but I find that I've been so, like, it's very difficult for me to even think of them because I'm yeah. so used to the narrative that there's a problem that, like, matters to people and their well-being in some sense, so government should just do it. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I get that problem all the time, you know? Um, uh, even in my job, I'm a, I'm, I'm a civil engineer in training, right? And I do a lot of infrastructure, especially roads, highways, and railroads. So roads and highways are extremely government-controlled. Like, yeah. it's, it, there's almost no such thing as a private road anymore, right? Um, and uh, I've run into the issue where, you know, like, I would love it if, if, if privatized, if private entities could take on that task of, of fixing, for instance, Toronto's uh, congestion problems, but there's not even a way for them to go about it now because it's so locked down, right? Um, so, like, I struggle to make these arguments because whenever I, whenever I, I want to push this idea that, you know, there are other solutions, um, you know, people have said, you know, like, it's always been the government's job to do this. Um, they just have to do it better, you know, uh, which I, I don't know, like, it, it's, it's really hard to talk about why I think that government um, doesn't have this legitimate, it's not a legitimate role of government. And, and I think that there are things that can do it better. Um, so yeah, I, I struggle to convince people because they just and, see that one solution right and, and so how do you defend yourself against people who claim i think the right wing is having this problem a lot generally and not to like push you onto the right but i think you also have this problem is that you know because government has been conflated with morality and i mean you know good job on the left wing for succeeding in that messaging for you know their political ends, but you know how do you defend it to someone like me who would say, you I need therapy and you're telling me I shouldn't have it. You're attacking me. How do you defend against that? Well, 
I think, I mean, I could have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I could go back and, and make my own moral claim. Uh, you know, you are insisting that you take my money uh, or my effort, as if I was a healthcare professional, uh, for, your, for your needs. Um, and you're, fu- you're comfortable with using a gun to do that. You're comfortable with using force. Uh, but it's very, people don't view government as force. I know it is fundamentally, but the average person doesn't see it that way, right? Because it's, it's more bureaucratic manpower than it is force, it seems nowadays, it's, right? It's a gun wrapped in bureaucracy. That's, yeah. that's how I see it. Um, uh, well, but, okay, that is one way to defend it, but that's not how you'll win the argument, right? Well, so I'm more saying like, if you want to keep me as a friend, and I mean, you're not, there's no risk there, but is there a way to more, like, happily yeah. say that, right? Well, I know it was tongue-in-cheek, yeah, yeah. but... Um, well, I think keeping it in the person's context is always important. Um, yeah. uh, so, for instance, if, if you care about... Uh, you care extremely about mental health, and, and I obviously do as well. Uh, I think... For instance, I would say self-esteem is an aspect of mental health. Yeah. And for me, self-esteem is one of the the things that our society lacks the most. I think we need it so much. Like, yeah. it's such a necessary thing that people need to develop in themselves. Um, uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm, I might not get into the whole argument now, but yeah. if I were to try to convince you, I would say, you know, like, I would very much insist and and always keep in mind that like the thing that we care about that we is something that we both agree on you know that it's just the approach that is different yes and 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 it's the it's the philosophical and moral uh issues within the approach that i take issue to right Hmm. um so again like mental health is extremely important i just uh, there's a certain way of approaching it that, that I think we could do as a free society. And there's another way of approaching it, which I think, um, not only leads, might lead to tyranny. That's a possible way of, of, of showing the negative, but I think it, I think it fundamentally, um, uh, kind of, uh, destroys, uh, not destroys, but kind of attacks indiv- individualism and, and, and attacks rights in general, yeah. you know? So that would be, that would be how I would try to approach it. And, uh, always keeping in mind that, you know, you, you, you have certain, you're coming, you're coming at this from a certain lens, from a certain point of view. Uh, and I have to keep that in mind when I, when I talk to you about it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, and thanks for all of you for hanging out too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything we talked about today. So subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and definitely come hang out with us next time. <laughs> <laughs>